to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Kat Kalamia, who you might know from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, her YouTube reviews, but now she has a kickstart for the fourth issue of her comic book, titled Like Father, Like Daughter, and we wanted to have her come on and talk to us about it. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you do this because I I, I think some people, you know, they want to be comic book writers or they want to be comic book artists, but they don't know how to get started and they don't know how to get into the industry. And the great thing about the internet nowadays is that you can just go and do it yourself. You know, you don't have to wait around for someone to allow you to create things. You can actually have an idea and go about doing it. So Like Father, Like Daughter is the comic book you have created. What is it all about? Tell our listeners what's kind of behind the characters and and behind the story. So elevator pitch. I I always tell everybody, I think I've said this like a billion times because I do conventions too. So it's more of like super speed. How how fast can you tell this elevator pitch (laughs) while someone's walking across your table? But uh, what the story is about, it's about a high school girl. Her name's Casey Ryder. And she's like your your normal average high school girl, except for the fact that her father left her to become a full-time superhero. So everyone in the world loves him, except for her. And she knows his true colors. So in her first issue, uh, it's revealed that she inherits her dad's abilities. So what does she do with these powers? You have to find out as you read the title. Was there an inspiration? Like, what what did you draw from to to get this idea? And what what made you want to write the the comic? Well, I actually came up with the idea in my sophomore year of college. So that was I just graduated college um, last May. So I wrote a screenplay for for this comic idea I had, and so the comic actually came from the screenplay. And I remember writing it and wanting to tell a story at that time where I feel like. Families weren't really in comics that much, and it wasn't about the characters anymore. It was about some big event or whatever. It's about the the superhero aspect. But I wanted to go back to kind of what comics were all about, um, especially like kind of Claremont days of of X Men and like Spider Man, like is a huge influence for this comic. So it, it goes back to the root of who are these characters? They are. You know, they're human, they're they're normal people who so happen to have superpowers. So that's kind of the big story. And I wanted to try to do something original where you, you see that these characters, these superheroes are always like Boy Scouts. You know, I, I try to show like kind of a Superman type character. He's a Boy Scout. He's perfect. But how about if he saves these people, uses his powers for responsibility and in the end uh, left his family to do so. So it's kind of that gray area. Yeah, and so there is some Superman. I think there's even a little Supergirl stuff. I know you're a huge Supergirl comic fan, and so I I noticed reading through the issues that I I could see a little Supergirl influence in there. And uh, you mentioned Spider Man, so if if anybody listening is you know a big Spider Man fan, I think you'll eat up the the references that Cat drops in there. Um, so I, I think that's really cool. I think it's it's cool that you you found kind of a a, a thing that was missing in comics and and wanted to to fill that gap and fill that need. So, so that's a, it's a great way to kind of get started and, and roll the ball of ideas out of your head. Um, was there any question when you, when you first had the idea and you wanted to tell the story, like how, how did you decide, Oh, I, I have a screenplay, but maybe I should do this in comic book form. How did that start off? I remember it was 
the summer after. So I guess it was my going into junior year of college. And I had the screenplay on my desktop. And there's a lot of twists and turns to happen. So it's like, and you haven't gone there yet, but I'm like, oh, I want people to know about this. I want people to read it. You know, I want to get it out there. And I, you know, I love comics and I felt this is fit for a comic. And I had other ideas after the screenplay, which I've already written. So there's other stuff after it. So I would say about issue eight is where the screenplay ends. And then we go into further story arcs. So I had it on my desktop and I'm like, you know, I want to find an artist. So I have my YouTube channel and I made a video saying, you know, I'm looking for an artist to, to do this comic. And then I have friends that letter comics and color comics. So I was going to uh, talk to them about it. And then I had my company, Short Fuse Media, contact me and say, hey, you know, we're a company that want to team up with you and we could find an artist for you, letter or colorist. And ever since then, we've been teaming up and, and been doing these Kickstarters and, and been working really well together. Uh, so it's kind of cool to have a company behind you too. Uh, it definitely helps. <laughs> no, for sure. And I think that's one of the cool things about being able to have like creative control over your own property is that you can do kind of whatever you want. You're not beholden to, to anybody, especially with Kickstarters. You, you do have people who support you, but you know, that's, that's a more, I've never done a Kickstarter, but I've participated in Kickstarters. I've contributed to some and I, and I feel like it's a more encouraging atmosphere than like having somebody, you know, pressure, you know, give you a lot of pressure. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a co more collaborative effort. Do you, do you find that with the, the Kickstarter situation? Oh, yeah, totally. So issue one and issue two, we did Kickstarter and we we had success with it. And then we got enough money to do issue three without Kickstarter. So that's why issue three um, we did through the Facebook. And we realized as a company, I realized as a writer, there's definitely more people buying the book through Kickstarter. It just seems like as an indie company, that's the best route to go, obviously to fund the book, but also just to get the word out there about the book. Um, it's It builds a community, which is for me is so important. I want to hear people's thoughts about this comic because I also feel like that's an added, added addition of being an indie co uh, comic book, indie company, is hearing your fans even more. Like Marvel and DC have so many fans, there's so much noise. So as an indie company, you could kind of connect your fans more. And I feel like that's so important with Kickstarter. And what we do with our Kickstarter, we really try to give as much to our fans as possible. Uh, we we just want to keep giving to them um, either prints, action figures, and we, we really try to set a good price for all these things too. That's very important to us. We don't want to cheat anybody. We want to give even more than the price a lot of the time. So uh, that's a big part for us with the Kickstarter. That's a great segue into asking what the rewards are if you are a, a Kickstarter contributor. The, what, what are people going to get out of it if they, um, in addition to getting a, a, a fantastic comic, are what are the what are the what are the levels if people want to give and support your your endeavor? What do they get? Yeah. So um, I won't go through all the pledges. You could check it out there, but I, I will just say what you can get with some of the different pledges. Uh, so you could get the digital comic, of course, uh, for issue four, that's uh, $5. Um, we do have a couple of prints where um, Comic Girl, uh, who did actually um, our fan art for Supergirl Radio, um, helped out with this. Uh, also, we have um, a cool variant cover from Odyssey Art. Um, so you could 
do a tier with that. I think our biggest tier, which is so important, is the Make 100 reward, which is a $45 tier. And this one I will read. Um, you get a variant cover. of So it's only for this reward. You get this variant cover signed by me. Um, you also get a mini comic that my editor wrote called Off Day. So what does Invulnerable do uh, on his off day? <laughs> And you get a really cool pinup of Indie Heroines Matter. So it's all these different indie um, female heroes coming together in one pinup. Uh, we have an advice pinup. So you, you kind of have like this comedic pinup with other indie heroes, usually from our company. Um, and also, this is the big thing. Um, you get a copy of another comic book I wrote, uh, wrote, which is they call her The Dancer. Now, this comic you'll only get here because we're pitching to other comic book companies. So we're not going to do the Kickstarter route. We want to do this through another company, which also shows how awesome my company is, that they would, you know, try to make an imprint with this other company and try to work with me to, to bring it to another company. So... That that book is a bit different from like Father Like Daughter. It's a uh, it's about this assassin uh, story that it's very much physical and and mental, and it it shows the the differences and and the similarities between dance and martial arts. I feel with martial arts, it's always like oh, it's violent, um, but really there's a beauty to martial arts too. There's choreography, and then with dance, it's like it's beautiful, but if you're a dancer, you also have to go through a lot of pain, arthritis, and all this other stuff. So, um, but it's also very mental. It's a very psychological book. Um, we have Bruce Lee quotes in every um, start of the book. So, yeah, it's a four issue miniseries, which I'm very proud of. Um, and also, if that's not enough, in this uh, in this tier, you get 20 random comics from our sponsor, Comic City. So that's only for $45. You're getting all this stuff. Um, and then you also get a cameo variant cover of yourself, which also includes uh, the uniform of Invulnerable. Uh, so you get a lot of stuff there. You can get an action figure of yourself. Uh, so there's a lot of cool uh, things you could get here, which uh, I think we we put a good price on. That is really cool. That there, That is a lot of stuff for a Kickstarter uh, reward list. So that that's you're, you're getting a lot for the contributions there. And um, I personally don't want to let you go without us talking about the Comica Girl situation because we at Supergirl <laughs> Radio are huge fans of Sarah. And um, I want to know how this partnership came to be because when I saw that Kat had done some things with Comica Girl, I was like, this is an amazing thing that has happened in the world. Um, so, Kat, will you, will you tell us, like, how, how did that connection happen with with you and comicer girl and and um and her drawing some stuff uh with your characters what, what was that like uh yeah of course so um me and sarah we followed each other on twitter i love her work i love her cartoony work and then i saw what she did for you guys and also just like she's so talented as an artist and as a writer too like the the jokes she puts in her pinups are so great and I was like, I really want to have Sarah work on something for like Father Like Daughter. So I contacted her through Twitter and said, hey, Sarah, you know, I really love your work. I'd really um, 
and this was a couple of months before we did the Kickstarter. I would love to have your um, a pinup for like father like daughter if you if you could do that. And she's like, yeah, no problem. It was awesome. And I sent her the the three issues that are out and say, you know, just whatever ideas you have. And she came up with with uh, Casey and Invulnerable racing each other, of course. And uh, and then we have Stephanie, which is Casey's best friend, just uh, having a happy face. It's like, oh, of course <laughs> they're racing each other. And then Wes has all the in Wes is like our walking superhero uh, Wikipedia. Um, he has all the comic books and all the the kind of comic pages are flying in the air. And I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. You you um, really in, encompassed all the personalities of our main characters here. So that's where it came about. And hopefully in the future we could work with Sarah again because I just love her art so much. Yeah, she always does such a good job of, of being able to pull, pull certain specific things that she finds in the comic and, and makes it really... Uh, makes the characters pop, I, I think. So, um, yeah. so I, I, I thought her her little drawing was was awesome. And um, so you mentioned like Invulnerable's costume. I'm very curious about this since this is an original comic. How did you come up with the uh, character designs and their costumes and what they would look like? So I, my artist Wayne, who's amazing. Uh, I we were talking back and forth, and originally I was just saying. I just want like a generic superhero look. Like that's what I want because I want this to like show that he's kind of like this generic superhero. I said, you know, I really want red and blue. So um, Wayne drew it up. He drew that from from that. Like he he got the symbol and all that. He really did a lot of the work. Um, I told him only small things, at least for this costume. I told him small things and he he did that. So I got to put it all on Wayne for that one. I have a question just (laughs) <laughs> out of curiosity. So I know you had said, Kat, that um, the screenplay ends at issue eight. Mm-hmm. So now you're writing new stories. So what's the difference between writing a screenplay script and a script for a comic? Like, what are the biggest differences there? Oh, man, it's it's very different because with a movie, you have time to uh, really capture the audience because your audience is, is sitting there the whole time. So it's like unless they really hate something, they walk out. But with a comic book, you only have really 20 pages to try to capture your audience. And it's it's hard. So you have to have nice cliffhangers. You have to do a lot in every issue. And, you know, as a comic book critic myself, I don't like reading comics where I'm like, well, I just spent three dollars and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I, I never want that to happen in like father like daughter so um that's a big point is to have either a lot of plot progression or just a lot of great character moments in the comic so i uh, never want to cheat my my readers and so that, i think that's the big difference is the how small of an amount you have to tell the story you know at, at, and sometimes it seems like a lot of amount too it's like oh man i have another five pages to tell what do i do here so sometimes it's like such a small amount but sometimes it's a lot um and then, like, going into the next arc, just after the the, the screenplay is a l- really different, too, because now I'm writing it as a comic before I was writing it as a movie, but also just transcribing it. You, yeah, I changed some. I, most of the, the main plot is the same, but I had to change, you know, a lot of dialogue and a little bit of how it ended. So um, that's kind of how it's different. Do you have to plot out, like, I'm going to do so many issues or is that is that is this kind of an indefinite thing that you could do it as long as you had ideas for it? 
lucky enough um, with the support, if the Kickstarter keeps going on, if people want the comic, I, I could keep doing it. So um, that's a, that's a good thing. It's not like you just get canceled. Uh, my company would is not like that. You know, they're not <laughs> like, oh, you're done. We're sorry. Um, so it's if the Kickstarter does well, we work together to to bring more. And I have a lot of ideas, so I'm very excited about it. And I always say, because I do Q&As for, for this as the Kickstarter goes on on my YouTube channel, I always say it's so hard to talk about the book because I'm so far advanced in it. Like It's oh, like, oh, yeah. if I can't say that. Oh, I, I can't say that. And I'm like, I want to spoil it to you guys, but I can't because I'll ruin your experience. But there's a ton of twists and turns that I, I always say um, try to hype you guys up. My brother's read it all. I have a couple of people in my life that's read it all. And when they read the twist, they're like, my brother said, I, I think your fans might hate you or they might love you. I don't know. <laughs> um, because something <laughs> happened in the end. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns. That's all I'm going to gonna say about the book. And it's coming. It's coming soon. Yeah, that's the, I guess, the advantage to doing your own thing is that, you know, there are some comic titles that if it doesn't sell well, they have to cancel it and get rid of it. So uh, I think there is, you know, a huge advantage to doing it on your own and, and having that freedom to to write as much as or as little as you want. So that's cool. This is an ongoing, so I'll say that. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I, I've read the, the first three issues, and I, I, think it's, I think it's great. I'm looking forward to, to learning more about the characters, and I think you did a pretty good job of establishing who they are and their relationships with one another, and so I'm, I'm excited to you know, meet these people a little more and kind of learn more about them. Thank you. Uh, what's been your favorite part of uh, working on this? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, writing it is awesome. Uh, just kind of figuring out the characters and, and doing that. Um, but I think it's just seeing people read it and see what they get out of it. They might get something totally different from what I wrote. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the fun part is, is honestly people reading it and giving me their feedback. Uh, that's definitely the most awesome part. Have you ever thought about doing a, a like father, like daughter podcast? Um, oh man! If someone wanted to do it, I, <laughs> I, I do the Q and A's now, where where we do our Kickstarter, we we do a weekly Q and A, and that's a lot of fun. But yeah, if someone wanted to do a like follow like daughter uh, podcast, I'd be on there. I'd be like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay, and so the weekly Q and A that's on your YouTube channel, I guess. Yeah, so that's only okay. as the Kickstarter is going on. Okay. So it's on my YouTube channel. So we have, I think, like two more uh, Q and A's, and and we just try to talk about the book and and get people's questions again because that's the best part of doing this as an indie creator is is being able to hear other people's voices too. Um, in terms of the the comic series as as a whole, like what you, you mentioned, how like it was it was an idea that stemmed from wanting to write stories about families. Uh, is is that all you want people to take away? Is there is there something like a like a theme that you that you want people to take away from the series, um, in in terms of you know what you hope they they take away when they finish reading? I think uh, it's that a hero's not black and white. There's always you know goodness in them. There's badness, um, and I think there's different definitions of being a hero. And in issue three, we kind of explore that where Casey has these heroic instincts um, and she does good things. Even issue one, you see she has heroic instincts, but she kind of fights it off because she's like, well, this is the very reason my dad left. I can't do this. Uh, so, and that's why it's that exploration of what do I do with these powers? Uh, so yeah, I think the definition of being a hero is different for everybody. And that's what I, I try to explore in the book. All right. Well, uh, 
Kat, thanks again so much for coming to talk with us about Like Father, Like Daughter. It's, it's, it's nice to know that there are people out there kind of doing the things that they dream about doing and that they want to pursue and that it's possible if you have an idea and you have a story that you want to tell that it's possible to do it. So I think uh, what you're doing is very remarkable. And I, I just want to say I'm very proud of you. I think it's very cool. Um, Thank you. So, uh, Kat, if, if people want to come and visit your Kickstarter and help contribute to, uh, to what you're doing, how do they find the Kickstarter? How do they find you on the Internet? So um, on my Twitter, it's it's pinned up there. So at Comic Uno is my Twitter. Um, also, we have a Facebook page for Like Father, Like Daughter. It's Like Father, Like Daughter. So go check that out. <laughs> um, and then I also have a Comic Uno uh, Facebook page. I have a YouTube channel, um, which is under Hating Claire Heroes, but it's Comic Uno. You'll find it. Just search Comic Uno on the internet and you'll find me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where you could find everything. Um, and hopefully you guys could support um, the comic. Well, if uh, you would like to contact Supergirl Radio with any um, feedback, if you have any questions, um, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can also listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio. And we have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify, so check us out on our playlist over there. And we are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash DC dash fans. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're part of the DC TV podcast network. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Derby Kid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Duck Milk Pride. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can follow me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I am also on Tumblr if you want to hit me up there at Favoritings. Um, and I am writing over at Nerdist and Sci-Fi Wire. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. You can find some of my writing on Buddy TV. And uh, Kat and I co-host the legends of tomorrow podcast so somehow i forgot about that but (laughs) (laughs) so that's okay you knew i was gonna mention it exactly i was leading it up totally totally you were were just leaving it to me it's fine exactly (laughs) so you guys should listen to that all right well until next time i'm still rebecca johnson i'm still carly lane and i'm still morgan lennon and we hope you'll consider supporting like father like daughter (laughs) 